Dallas East Elementary Walkthrough, May 18th. The Gymnasium. Perhaps I need to begin with the elephant in the room. There is a large Victorian carousel in the center of the gymnasium. It goes without saying that this was not here when the school was in operation. It takes up most of the gym floor and the canopy is red and... Wait, is there someone on the other side of the carousel? Who's there? No one. Anyway, the canopy of the carousel is red and it is covered in lights which are turned off at the moment. Most of the animals are horses, but I see a zebra and a mule hiding in the crowd. Oh, wow. There is a chariot pulled by two large gray dappled horses. The carvings are absolutely lifelike with the animals having distinct personalities. For instance, this horse seems as gentle as a lamb, but his friend and next door neighbor is full of fire, as if he could rear up and run away. At any rate, I'm not here to talk about the carousel. The gym floor is polished oak, a shade or two lighter than the floorboards of the front vestibule. It is currently covered with a faded blue tarp because of the carousel, I presume. When the floor is not covered, you can see the lines painted for the basketball court. If memory serves, the lines are painted in navy blue. The bottom half of the walls are pale brown brick and the top half are painted white. About 12 feet from the floor on the eastern wall, there is a row of frosted glass windows that light the room. The eastern and western walls are lined with blue and yellow mats. In the southeastern corner, there is a heavy steel door leading outside to the schoolyard. AG, I really think you have to stop feeding that possum. Oh, possum. Possums are in the Antipodes. Missing the point. You will thank me when you don't get Lyme disease. How am I going to get Lyme disease spending all my time inside? Whoa. Did you know it could do that? No. I didn't know it could go backwards. We might want to get off. It's my turn to stop it. We can't have you jumping down. You've only got one arm to brace yourself here. Let me... Let me give you a hand. Now, is there someone we can contact about this? I've been in touch with the repair company in the past. It's how I found the appraiser. Let me give them a call. Audio Diary of Dr. Anna Georgina Plume, June 30th, 2 p.m., recorded in my home office. I've called the Carousel Repair Company. They're set to send their 
certified carousel technician out tomorrow at four. We have been instructed to avoid using the contraption until it can be serviced as they could not say without looking at it what has caused its reversal of fortune. <laughs> now I just need to find... What's this? Another vellum envelope? Not again. It's a horse charm and paper. That newsprint they always have in elementary schools with Anna Georgina written in a child's handwriting in orange crayon. I recognize this. This is the charm I found when George left the school suddenly. I'm, I'm beginning to think that George might not have been normal, real. Could he have gotten hurt that day in the forest? Or could it have been before that? I need to think. I need to approach this rationally. Which class was he in? He wasn't in my first grade class, but there were two others, so I always assumed. But I don't know that he ever said. I would have seen him in the hallways and outside, but now that I think about it, I never saw him going into any of the classrooms. Funny how you just kind of take that thing at face value when you're a kid. Did I ever see anyone else interact with him? I need to remember. Audio Diary of Dr. Anna Georgina Plume, July 1st, 9 a.m. Recorded in the archive room, formerly classroom 3B. I am taking a break from Lucy Hobbs' journal today and reviewing some other documents from the box in which I found it. I'm hoping that the additional documentation will provide some context for my reading of Lucy's journal. There is a packet of papers labeled Letters of Helena Reeve, Ellisfield Normal School Librarian. The contents are all scans, no delicate rare documents here, thankfully. Lucy's journal seems to be an anomaly in that respect, in terms of original documents in the box. Well, without further ado, letter dated November 1st, 1890, Helena Reeve of London, England, writing to Lucy Hobbs of Ellisfield, Ohio, United States. Dear Miss Hobbs, I hope this letter finds you in good health and in the midst of an excellent academic year. I am writing on behalf of my husband, James Reeve. We are scheduled to arrive in Ellis Field on January 3rd, 1891, so that James can assume his post as Latin professor. 
I wish to inquire on the status of our family's accommodation in Ellis Field. We have a few remaining questions regarding our arrival. Who will be meeting our train in Hayden's Landing? Where will we be staying in Ellis Field? What educational opportunities are available for our young daughter, Elizabeth, age six? On a personal note, I am curious about any libraries in the area surrounding the school. We appreciate your consideration on these matters and look forward to formally making your acquaintance. The work you have done thus far to facilitate the move has been much appreciated and I am confident that our needs will be met with utmost care. Sincerely, Helena Reeve. Letter dated February 1st, 1891. Helena Reeve, now living in Ellisfield, Ohio, writing to Miss Grace Thornwood of London, England. Dearest Grace, I apologize for not writing sooner, but our travels to the United States have been eventful. While we arrived on time, Elizabeth was ill during our travel and it created some difficulties for us. Things have since calmed considerably and James is settled in at his post as Latin professor at the Ellisfield Normal School, which is run by a curious set of siblings. The brother, the elder of the two, is a quiet and slightly abrupt man named Algernon Hobbs with whom I have had very few interactions. The sister, a lovely woman named Lucy is becoming a fast friend. We were greeted with a full banquet with Miss Hobbs at the head of the table as the most charming and engaging hostess. Despite what one would assume upon learning that the school is run by the pair, Miss Hobbs is in charge of the school and she seems to be universally beloved by students and faculty alike. While she no longer teaches, she is still directly involved in the lives of students a constant presence throughout the halls of the school and in the community as a whole. Despite being 10 years my senior, there is a youthful spark to her that lights up every room she enters. Where Algernon is terse, though showing a great deal of care for his students, Lucy is an engaging conversationalist, speaking English, French, and reading Greek and Latin. The school building is beautiful. It is three stories tall with polished wooden and marble floors with a grand hall on the third floor where students gather for assembly and Miss Hobbs hosts faculty dinners. The grand hall has black and white flooring like a chessboard and the walls are lined with green plants maintained by the Dean herself. Note from A.G. Plume. This is the most detailed extant description of the third floor I have found to date. Resuming letter. The crown jewel of Miss Hobbs' institution is her library. The walls are lined from floor to ceiling in bookshelves with books on every subject imaginable. The floors are covered with rich red woven rugs with a blue pattern somewhere between a floral and a paisley. And the room is filled with comfortable reading chairs, stately tables, and brass lamps for evenings. Miss Hobbs currently manages the library herself despite repeatedly asserting that she needs to hire a librarian, as her school has grown greatly in the six years it has been open and her responsibilities have grown along with it. Still, she seems reluctant to yield control of the part of the school she holds most dear. 
We've had opportunity to talk at length about philosophy and literature, as I have spent many of my days in the library tending to Elizabeth's education. Elizabeth has been adjusting well to her new environment, though at times she behaves oddly. There are no other children at the school, though there are moments in which it appears as if I have interrupted a conversation between her and an invisible playmate. She explores the building at great length, and yesterday I found her sitting in a beam of sunlight in the front hall, and she told me, it's a happy building here, as if she could will life into the joyful light that reflects off the oak floorboards in the front vestibule in the early afternoons. I hope, in time, she can find some friends her own age and no longer has to rely upon the powers of her own imagination. James has taken to his work here very well, though he takes issue with Mr. Hobbes' fascination with alchemy and spiritualism. He has no evidence that these interests are part of the science curriculum, but is uncomfortable with them nevertheless. I have asked him not to bring this to Lucy's attention until he has evidence that these unscientific approaches are being presented to students, though I know he continues to worry. Overall, we are happy here despite my initial hesitance to relocate our lives to Ohio, and I suspect that James's career at the school will be long and fruitful. My fear was rooted in the desire to stay close to access to continued self-improvement and education. I agreed to marry James on the understanding that he would never intervene in my education, as I had seen many of my peers' hopes and dreams derailed by an unsympathetic husband. I took James' interests seriously because he was a scholar and we spoke as equals about ideas and the world around us. When he was offered this job, I was terrified for what it would mean for us, especially for myself and Elizabeth, but it is evident that Miss Hobbs has created a space in which I can continue to learn. I miss you greatly and hope to hear from you soon. Love, Helena. Note from A. Plume. As I have remarked, records show that Helena Reeve would go on to become the librarian and stay with the school building after the normal school consolidated with the university and the building became used for primary and secondary school. Historical records also show that she, like Lucy, lived in Ellisfield until her death. This is the first I have ever heard of Latin professor James Reeve, so I will be interested to see how Helena's story progresses. Yeah, I've, I've never seen one do anything like that. You haven't? I mean, it's it's aloof. It's supposed to go one way. Mechanicals and the gears only go one way. The motor only goes one way. The wiring behind this panel looks right, but the one thing that doesn't seem right is it's not even hooked up to the powers, but it just keeps on spinning and spinning backwards. I've noticed that, yes. Do you have any recommendations? Uh, yeah, this is a custom job. They don't really build them like this anymore, but ones that run on themselves without power, they never built them like this. Maybe, uh, I don't know, holy water? Holy water? 
Yeah, my brother Daryl, he blesses fonts on the weekend. I've got some in my van. Your name tag says Daryl. Yeah, that's my name too. I'm Daryl the first, he's Daryl the second. And next you're going to tell me that you have a third brother somewhere named Daryl? <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot. Our parents were unoriginal, but they weren't cruel. I guess I'll get the holy water. Did I hear holy water? You did. Well, what can it hurt? Yep. Here we go. My brother, he blessed this this weekend. Before our raid. Your raid? Yeah, we, we lark with Renfair. He's ordained and all. A priest of some kook online religion. I'm guessing it still counts. Fund all but the mileage on this one. That would be best. Billy? Yeah? We need to get a mop and clean this up, and we should probably make sure we get that refund. <sighs> Almost done. It's a shame we wasted perfectly good holy water on this. You're not going to believe what Daryl just told me. He also has a cousin named Daryl? No, but apparently carousels are the most commonly haunted carnival hmm. equipment. Really? Personally, I question the sample size there. I would have guessed fun houses. Audio Diary of Dr. Anna Georgina Plume, June 30th, 7 p.m. I went for a walk and found another letter at the gate. Again, it appears to be our friend Sam's handwriting, so at least we know it's human in provenance. What am I saying? I digress. Well, I might as well see what this is all about. Georgina. Do you see someone moving behind you in the mirror? Do you lose time? Do your dreams seem to have hidden meaning? Do you wake up with poetry on your tongue that's not in your own voice? Please come talk to me at the library a week from today, 1 p.m. Note from Anna Georgina that is July 7th in the poetry section. If you don't show, I will assume the worst. Sam. What? 
the actual hell. Ellis East Elementary Walkthrough, May 18th. On the northern side of the gym is auditorium seating. There are six rows of tiered seating from the edge of the gym floor to the back wall with two wide aisles separating the seats into three sections. The outer two sections are slightly narrower with about 12 chairs across each, while the middle section is about 20 chairs across, though the wall protrudes into the back two rows in the center of the middle section, cutting out about six seats from each row. There is a door on the east side of this protrusion and a window about 12 feet up the wall protrusion, suggesting there was, and may still be, a spotlight there for the stage. The chairs are wooden, a light honey oak, with seats that fold up when not occupied. The ends of each row have an art deco motif, emerald green with strong lines, and the font of the seat number plates at the top of each seat mirrors those lines. The back wall is painted white with domed window cutouts which open to the hallway behind the gym, and the two doorways at the ends of the aisles between the sections of seating are similarly domed. Taped to the chair in the front west corner of the middle section is a sheet of notebook paper with a drawing in purple sparkly gel pen of an X with a circle with two dots between the top two lines of the X. I walk up the stairs between the western and central sections of seating to the back hallway which will take me to the ticket office. Lavender Evening Fog is a fiction podcast. This episode was written by Victoria Dickman Burnett and Tony Barrett, directed by Ben Baird, produced and mixed by Nick Federinko, and edited by Nick Federinko and Victoria Dickman Burnett. Executive producers are Ben Baird and Victoria Dickman Burnett. The voice of Anna Georgina Plume is Victoria Dickman Burnett. The voice of Billy is Nick Federinko. The voice of Daryl, the carousel repairman, is Tony Barrett. The Lavender Evening Fog logo was designed by Allison Dickman, and our Season 2 concept art was designed by Matt Lowe. This episode is brought to you by an old acquaintance re-entering the picture. This episode pairs well with a cherry blossom green tea. And now, a promo from our friends, residents of Proserpina Park, a mythical fiction podcast. We highly recommend checking them out, on your podcast platform of choice. So you think you know mythology? Come visit residents of Persephone Park today and find out. My name is Sam. Who are you? My name is Alina. I'm a student reporter investigating a current online rumor about this park. I want us to be friends. No offense, I feel like you need more of those. This park isn't exactly that safe. Mythology was created to warn people of the past what not to do. So, how bad can the rest of the park be? I am a kappa. What's a kappa? Ah, hold still! 
Hey, stay away from us, you freak. Don't think I won't hurt you. I, uh, I got a bet. Enough. Just give me your Shirikodama. What is this? Another human here in this park? The Jersey Devil? That's a real thing? So, we're currently talking to a murderer right now. I'm a devil. Oh, oh my god, dragon! Alina! You're too close to those things! Get over here! Let's go, Alina, now! Sam, what are you doing here? You promised never to bring people here. Sam, what's going on? You're, you're scaring me. I should never have allowed you to come here. Listen to Residents of Persepina Park on all your favorite podcasting platforms today. We hope you visit soon.